What do you do when you've done absolutely everything right and you've followed all the steps and you've found success and that success brings in some good dollars? How do you be unapologetically wealthy? That's the conversation we're diving into today. Welcome to Business Mindset Mastery. I'm your host, Heather Gray. I'm a mindset and leadership expert. I work with business owners, leaders, and entrepreneurs. You can always find me over at choosetohaveitall.com. And today we're tackling what some would call a money mindset problem, but some people who aren't me would call it a money mindset problem. I just call it a mindset problem. One of the biggest sort of beefs I have with my own industry is that people want to lump every single different worry, insecurity, or wobble and name it a different kind of money, a different kind of mindset problem. And one of the things that people get a lot of mileage out of is talking about money mindset and wealth mindset. And this idea that we have to figure out our relationship with money in order to really achieve success. I do not disagree with a single part of that premise. I absolutely do think we have to understand our relationship with money in order to find success. However, I think we have to understand our relationship with all of the things, with our lives, with our partners, with our business context, with our clients, with our business strategies in order to be successful. I just don't separate it from everything else in the same way Way that other people in the space do. I got a lesson. Uh, the reason why I'm having this conversation with you guys today is because I got a listener letter about this very thing. And it, you know, it sort of said to me like, okay, here's a opportunity to talk about money mindset in a way that people really understand. And what I want to really actually do is here's how to understand mindset so we can move through the world in a way that's more consistent with who we are, what we do and how we serve. Because when we do that, everything is easier. It's it's not always simple, right? Um, sometimes the most, you know, basic things <laughs> like, um, you know, can be simple, but not easy or easy, not simple, but vice versa. But there is a way that we can own the process and own our experience with things and decide for ourselves who we're going to be when something unexpected is handed to us. Even when something unexpected that's handed to us is something good and everyone would want even when that thing is wealth and money and the privileges that come along with both. So let's, with open ears and hearts and eyes, listen to today's letter, and I'll find you on the other side. Heather, you talked a while ago about a fear of success. I don't fear it. I go after it. I wanted to double my company's revenue last year, and we were 10% short of tripling it. And honestly, it felt reasonable. I was taxed and stressed during quarterly launches, and I think I can get better with that. My business has been pulling in good numbers and meeting all of the benchmarks of success, but I haven't told anyone. I haven't celebrated my success. I haven't used it as social proof, and I haven't shared 
it with my friends or family. People in my circle look down on wealth. They make comments when they see the luxury cars drive by. They think wealthy people are out of touch, and in this political climate, they are assumed to be socially repugnant. So the money sits in savings. I haven't gotten the new car. I haven't splurged. I haven't updated my 90s bathroom, but I could now. The business can easily support that lifestyle. What I fear is wealth, I suppose. I'm afraid of what people will think of me, and I'm afraid they'll think me out of touch. I'm afraid of how I will be perceived, but I'm also afraid for my girls. Their friends' parents are my friends. I don't want my daughter's friends to start hearing ill talk of our family and our money. The only control I have in any of this is what people know, and I have chosen to make it so they don't really know anything. I know that isn't the right answer. I'm savvy enough for that, but I'm not sure what is the right answer. How do I figure all of this out? And what do you think of this? And what is your take? Okay, first of all, I'm really glad that you ended the letter with, I know this isn't any way to live. That you intuitively know that you have earned something here. That you have worked hard and you have earned the rewards and putting the rewards in some secret silent savings account contributes to a negative story. It contributes to an awful narrative that you were somehow undeserving of this, that even though you showed up for your business, even though you did all the things, you followed the strategies, you did the steps, you bounced back from failure, you said yes to yourself, you earned this shit ton pile of money, you don't get to play with it. It is not yours to own because money is bad, right? That's the story that every single time you put money into savings that you could actually be using to having a house that's closer to one of your dreams, to having a car that's closer to something you want for yourself, or a privilege for your kids that's something you would like to be able to offer them. You're pausing that for the others. And my question for you is all of these people who you're worried about, would they do the same for you? Would they live less than lives to spare your feelings, to spare your attitude, to spare your girls from feeling bad or jealous? Because I have a feeling, probably not, that this is something that you have to make sense of. You know, one of the things that I think people forget about money (laughs) is that all it really does is enable us to become more of who we are. I think there's this story about it that it changes us. And I think some of that comes from, you know, people who unexpectedly win the lottery or we hear about athletes who get these multi-million dollar contracts and suddenly they're like blowing out of their money inside a year. You know, we hear all of the warning labels that come with money. We hear all of the tragedy and the horror stories and it allows us to create this negative narrative that comes along with wealth. But the reality is, is that the skill set you have when it comes to building a business is likely the same skill set you are going to have when it comes to managing your finances. And like any other part of your business, you get to control the messaging and you get to control the narrative. That is a phrase you're hearing me say a lot in recent episodes, that you need to be in the driver's seat of your life in business. So if it's true that you know being more wealthy allows us to be more of who we are 
Who do you want to be as a wealthy person? And how do you want to move through the world? And do you really want to maintain friendships with people who are going to make snap judgments about you based on the car you drive? Like, what do you want that opinion to be? And how high do you want that opinion to sort of resonate? You know, because one of the things that I teach about relationships when I'm helping people understand their personal boundaries, their personal limits, and how they move through the world in relationship to other people is we have sort of sidewalk friends. We have front porch friends. We have kitchen friends and we have bedroom friends. And it's this idea that we, you know, we have friends who we're just going to see on the sidewalk when we're passing for a walk in the neighborhood and we're going to say, hey, how's the day? Look at this weather. And we're just going to walk on by and they don't get any closer to us. And then we're going to get the front porch friends who know that we're married, that we have two kids, that we work at such and such a place and we go to such and such a thing and da 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 and the sort of general details of our lives. Then we have kitchen friends who see the dirty bits in our bathroom that we didn't get a chance to fix, who see when life is having, you know, a particularly stressful period, who see our struggles, who see sort of the good, the bad, and the ugly. And then we have the bedroom friends who see everything like you know, with no, with no guard, with no filter, with no sensor, all of us as we are at any given moment. When you think about the people judging you, where are they? Are they on the sidewalk? Are they on your front porch? Are they on your kitchen? In you know, in your kitchen? And do you still want them there? Because the other thing that I can't help but think is that like part of this for you, and I've talked about this on the show before, that how success changes us, how success, and I remember a letter um, from over a year ago now that I got from somebody who, you know, or maybe it was this past year around 4th of July, where somebody said like, hey, listen, I wanted to go to the, the neighborhood barbecue with all of my friends, but you know, halfway in, I didn't feel like I had anything in common. I didn't feel like they would relate to my business. I didn't feel as connected. So when you look at your recent success and you look at your wealth, how has that changed you? How has that changed what you want, your goals for yourself? And how has it changed who you want in your inner circle? Because the letter you're writing me today is a reactionary letter. It's from the passenger seat of your life in business. I like, what am I going to do if people say this? What am I going to do if people say that? Rather than what do you want people to know about you? And if people are going to have opinions about you and your family, what do you want your girls to know? What do you want them to hear? What do you want them to think? And what do you want them to believe? And you start to tell them that rather than secretly worrying about what's going to happen when somebody talks about them or when somebody gets jealous of something they have, talk to them about it. Teach them because that's the parent's job, right? Is we teach our kids how to, I say our, like I have kids, I don't have kids, but we teach kids how to move through the world. So you are going to use this as an opportunity to teach your kids. And you can use it as an opportunity to, you know, think about what your messaging is going to be to your friends, whether or not you even owe them a message about anything. You know, because at any point in time, people can have opinions, but you get to decide for yourself what to do about it. You know, I've shared, for example, that 
in 2012 when my husband finished medical school before he started his intern residency and fellowship and wrapped up all of his medical training he and I went to Alaska and that's always like a trip it's like going to Europe or going to any other big you know big name destination people are like whoa that's pretty expensive you sure you want to pay for that right on the cusp of medical school before you know you're making any big money wouldn't that be better to do when you know he's done his fellowship and residency well maybe but my husband has a disability we can't like wait until retirement to spend money when it's more socially acceptable to do that we have to live now because when we're retirement age we're gonna actually be more homebound than the average retired person or at the very least he's gonna be more homebound and i'm gonna have some really hard painful decisions to make around how homebound i end up being right but while we are still available together and energetically inclined to do things we have to do them now so when people made comments that's what i said and is that awkward and uncomfortable to be like well yeah when we're 60 he's going to be even more disabled than he's currently disabled like nope i didn't have a problem protecting people from that awkward moment because they didn't have a problem judging me for it you get to decide what you want people to know or whether or not it's anyone's goddamn business and you're gonna say anything because you don't have to say anything and if these people are going to change because you were wealthy because you were more visibly successful than them you have to do a gut check on how much their friendship continues to matter to you how important that is to you because at any point in time people show us who they are and it's on us to believe them right and if they're going to judge you for this what else are they going to judge you on and if they're going to have an opinion and a snap judgment about that, what else are they going to judge about you? So I think that what you're doing when you're putting the money into the savings account is you're saying this little problem, this little awkwardness I'm having, I'm not quite ready to deal with it yet. So I'm just going to put it aside. I'm going to deal with it later. But it's now it's getting bigger because it's holding you back from the kind of lifestyle you want to have. And you didn't work that hard to have a more limiting lifestyle. You worked that hard to have a limitless lifestyle. So you don't want to be putting limits on yourself. But I do think that before you take the money out of savings, before you start to let it be physical, measurable, visible, observable, you have to decide for yourself what does it mean and what does it say about you that you have acquired this wealth, that you have acquired this level of success? I would like you to use this as an opportunity to update the story you have about yourself, who you are and what you're capable of, to do a new gut check on your values and on your boundaries, on, on what matters to you and what your priorities are. Because being successful, saying that you're going for the brass ring and reaching out for everything that you want is going to change the way you view the world, I would check in about that. Now that you've been successful, how do you want to do things? How do you want to go about things? What's your messaging? What are your boundaries? And get to know yourself again. It's so much easier to live unapologetically when we unapologetically know who we are and what we stand for. Because if there's parts of us that we still don't know what's going to happen or we still don't know how to show up, that is going to play into relationships. That's going to play into our actions. That's going to play into how we show up and so 
many different things. So take some time. Do a gut check. Check in with yourself about, you know, what do you like now? What do you care about now? What are your values? What's really important? How do you want that money to be spent? And how do you want it to be talked about in your family? How do you want it to be addressed? And tackle that. Get in control of that. And then you don't have to be worrying about your reaction to someone else's story about you. This isn't an easy conversation. It's a values-driven conversation, and it is going to take you some time, and you're going to have to find your way with it. And I and I can tell you that you're going to find your way with it differently at different times. You know, and, and you're going to say... you're you're going to offer information and then at some point in time go, oh, that's too much. I wish I hadn't said that. And then other times you're going to be more restrictive and you're going to hold back and you're going to realize it blocked off an opportunity for genuine connection. So allow yourself to not know, but allow yourself to be curious, to ask yourself these hard questions so that you can get clarity on the answers and show up in a way that's representative of who you are now, that you've you've done good work, that you've gotten and reaped the benefits and the rewards that come with having done good work and knowing that it's okay to keep on going, to keep on growing, to multiply those zeros and to really go after the life you want on your terms. This isn't easy, but it's certainly possible. Thank you so much for reaching out to me. If anybody, you know, is sitting with a struggle that you have for your life or your business, do find me over at Heather at choose to have it all.com. The best pod always comes from the best questions. Thank you so much for today. I look forward to talking to you next time. Bye for now.